Welcome to the Overwhelm is Optional podcast, where we cut through the fog of overwhelm so you can see all the ways to start creating a life that works for you. A turn of the year pause is a series of four episodes in a special series of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast for you to take a pause as we turn from 2021 into 2022 so that you can get out of the overwhelm and release 2021, celebrate 2021 and take forward whatever you want to into 2022. So if that sounds like something you'd value, then please go to www.heidimark.co.uk forward slash pause to get a special free workbook to accompany you as you listen to the series. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast, helping you identify when you're getting stuck in overwhelm so you can get out of overwhelm and live with ease, joy, And without that horrible, horrible pushing yourself all the time really hard to try and focus through overwhelm, leading to exhaustion and strange, strange minor injuries is what often seems to happen. I don't know if it's just from being disconnected from our bodies or moving too fast and bumping into things. I don't know, really. Anyway, welcome to this week's episode. Today, I want to talk to you about Christmas overwhelm, because although I love, love, love Christmas, It can get incredibly overwhelming because of that love for Christmas or because of that need for deep rest. So I say Christmas, although for me, probably it's more of a kind of Yule fest. I'm more of a it's midwinter. We, you know, most cultures seem to have some sort of midwinter, lots of lights and and eating of food and things. Um, But to me, although so I call it Christmas because that's just the culture I come from but for me it's not a religious festival it's a need for warmth and joy and I love all of the the lighting of the fire the watching Christmas movies the hopefulness the the just coming together this this opportunity to give gifts and I love all of it I'm like a child at Christmas I love the Christmas tree the smells of Christmas I love all of the different foods that come out. I love, I don't like wrapping presents. I just can't really compete with my partner who's really, really good at wrapping presents. So I'm kind of a bit of a scruffy wrapper, but I love unwrapping presents and I love, love, love giving presents. But although there's lots and lots that I love, it it comes at a very exhausting time of year when, um, as I said in last week's episode, you know, the season is one of, it feels like, here in the UK, it feels like we're the day because the days are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. It always feels like I'm on, I'm literally on a planet hurtling through space because it, it's suddenly dark and it feels like I run out of time. And yeah, so then, and then we have Christmas and Christmas seems to create masses of stuff to do. So, and then on top of all the, the things to do, the making Christmas happen. There's the expectations thing. And that's what I really want to talk about. So for me, Christmas can often present with an issue of other people's expectations and not being very good at identifying what we want and then feeling exhausted and disappointed. So for a lot of us who like to spend time alone or 
you know, so or in small groups, Christmas can be really, really difficult when there's lots of expectation of socialising. It just can be really, really hard because we're already tired and feeling the need to, you know, batten down the hatches, pull that drawbridge up and snuggle in and hibernate and, and, and just read a book or, you know, do some sort of crafting, be creative or just be still. Or I get very contemplative at this time of year and I'm just not that sociable, but I love people. So there's always this conflict for me. Now, I don't work in a company at the moment, so there's no Christmas party. And actually, I'm really grateful for that. So it'd be interesting as my business grows, what my Christmas parties will be like. So and that always feels like so straight away, I notice a judgment there. Oh, they'd be really boring, Heidi, which is really interesting, isn't it? Because to me, I love to dance. And that's what I always liked about Christmas parties is I could dance. But I also really, really, really love proper conversations, like either hilarious conversations because you've really connected with someone and you're listening to their story or telling story or really deep conversations where you're really getting to know somebody. I'm not very good with small talk and I'm really, really uncomfortable with big crowds of people where it's really, really noisy and you can't really hear anyone. So it's just exhausting. It's like, it's just a lack, it's the lack of connection. It's like, if I'm going to be with people, I want to connect with them. So mostly at a Christmas party, when I just goes, you just find me dancing, which is great because I love dancing and I'm very, very happy dancing on my own. Don't care what I look like. Very, very happy. I find it extremely de-stressing. I highly recommend dancing. I think dancing... It's probably something that we need to do a lot more of, you know, that letting go of tension from the body as we just dance and spin and shake and whirl and not care and just get out of our heads into our bodies, which isn't always really appropriate or feels easy at an office party, does it? So anyway, there's the whole socialising thing. There's the whole other people's expectations of wanting to see us. So there's always this thing that happens. I notice towards the end of November where friends start saying, oh, we'd really like to see you before Christmas. And this year I just nodded. Whereas normally I'd be like, yeah. And now I just think, no, it's not going to happen, is it? Because it's just this crazy time of trying to fit everything in before Christmas, trying to make stuff happen, trying to be super sociable. It's exhausting. So now I just opt out and go, yep, yep, lovely. (laughs) And that sounds really mean, but it's not mean. It's just realistic. It's not going to happen. So let's not try and make it happen. Let's not try and cram the calendar to exhaustion because it doesn't work for me. And I'm not fun. You know, if I if I try and see everybody before Christmas, I'm not really seeing anybody because I'm too tired and too desperate. My It's like my skin gets too thin. I'm too desperate for just to go home and light the fire or hang out with my dogs and my partner or, you know, sit quietly with one friend at a time. Um, I'm just, you know, you're not going to get the best out of me in January when it, when I've had my turn of the year, you know, thinking time and I've recorded that for you. So, yeah, I've just recorded four podcast episodes over four weeks to as my gift to you to thank you thank you thank you for being here so honestly I'm blown away thank you so much for being here 
5,000 downloads. I'm just blown away. And last year I did, um, and some of you would have been part of that, I did a series of live workshops called Live 2021 on Purpose because I always take um, a long time. I don't do New Year's resolutions. I just take a long period of time in that turn of the year when there's the stillness after Christmas and this dark period of year to contemplate, you know, to contemplate, celebrate, to release and to dream in the new year. And I've recorded that as a special series of podcast episodes for you. And there will be a workbook to download to go with that, if that would be helpful to you. So, yeah, for me, once I've done that, my I've had my nourishing retreat that's when I really want to start seeing people because the days start getting, I mean, you could say imperceptibly longer, but there's some big release for me of we go past the shortest day and suddenly we are getting a minute or two a day. And I just really like that. It just feels like a different energy for me. And there's the hopefulness of the new year. And I love it. So once I've been through my midwinter Christmas celebration and then my contemplative time for me meeting up with people is really nice and then all of the weird energy of manic socializing is gone and I love 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 to connect with people then so I think my point is this is that Christmas can be overwhelming because of other people's expectations and and if you're not somebody who wants to socialise that much or, or wants their calendar that manic and, and booked out, noticing that can be really helpful because that might be where your overwhelm is coming from. It's that you're trying to be something that you're not. You're trying to keep up with everybody's expectations. And these expectations aren't terrible. You know, people people want to connect and they want to see each other. And it's lovely. I love that spirit of Christmas that people are extra sociable. It's just that I can't meet all of their expectations. And that's just how it is. So for me, it's about identifying what I want to do, what feels good. Um, and it's di I find it's different every year. But actually, because of the lockdowns, um, this year, I'm probably a little bit more um, wanting to be out of the house. So we've been to um, three Christmas markets in, well, I don't know, just over a week. And that's a lot because that's a lot of people. It's, you know, it's hectic. I've absolutely loved it. I've been so excited. I've been so excited to see people again after everything was cancelled last year. And I've really... I've really enjoyed um, talking to people on the storeholders and connecting with them. So you see what I've, what I'm doing there is there's hundreds of people around, but I'm just connected with one person whose things I want to buy or not. And that that genuine connection that I love, love, love meeting the maker. So I bought um, a beautiful little pottery mug and bowl off um one storeholder, this woman, and we were chatting, you know, and she was saying, oh, that's really made for a child. And I, I said, well, I'm really liking small mugs at the moment because I feel like most of my mugs are too big, particularly how I drink my coffee. So we had this conversation and she had made this for her grandson. And it's just, I really like that. I like that real connection, even in the middle of a crowd. So that's what nourished me was the actual 
proper conversation with people. And I had quite a few over those three Christmas fairs. And I, I didn't buy from all of those people, but I only bought things from people I had a conversation from. And that was really nourishing to me. That was that was really connective. And it was fun. So much fun. It was so nice to be out and to see everybody out and about. And, you know, people are smiling and just happy to be out. And, you know, it was really, really nice. I really liked that. Whereas when I was um, working all the time, I would have found that just too much. I would I would have been so tired that the whole negotiating crowds of people and trying to work out you know, have I got enough Christmas presents? So, so actually looking on the the things to buy as things to solve the problem of trying to meet other people's expectations of presents, which is another overwhelming thing, isn't it? That would have been too much. So I know that I can tell that, um, you know, I'm recovered from burnout because, and that I'm not putting myself back in it with building my business because I have the energy to do these expansive things. So I love that. It's a really good signal to me. So what is it for you? You know, what nourishes you? What would be fun for you? What What do you love about the season? What do you want from Christmas? What do you like? And if you don't like office parties, why are you going to them? You know, do you have to? Now, I'm not saying don't go. I'm just saying, why are you going? What, you know, is there a purpose? And often there is a purpose, you know, like you go to an office party because it is a chance to socialise and, and make connections and it changes how your working relationships are for the following year and it's nice. So to me, a lot of overwhelm comes from what I think other people's expectations are of me and trying to be somebody that I'm not. And then the next thing for me, over Christmas is um, presents (laughs) because I really really want to give a present that somebody wants you know there's so much stuff around isn't there I want to give thoughtful presents that show that I love the person it's really hard because you can put a lot of thought into a present it's really the wrong present oh really the wrong present so yeah that can be tricky how do I get a present that lets this person know I love them Last year, I made a lot of presents. <laughs> you would have think, well, that, that would hit the jackpot. No, my son looked at the gloves I made him with utter embarrassment and disdain, which was quite funny. But anyway, so there's those expectations and that can be overwhelming. And the whole, you know, the whole for me, this is a time of year for slowing down. It's dark and yet everybody else seems to be speeding up. And when people say, we want you to visit. We want to see you at Christmas. We want to do this, we want to do that. And then as soon as you start visiting people, you've got the whole overwhelm of food and sleep and being in somebody else's home or having your home invaded. So where's your overwhelm coming from at Christmas? And how are you looking after yourself? Because actually, in the end, it's what do you want? What would be your ideal Christmas. Like if you could invent your perfect Christmas, what would it be? Would it be in snow, really cold? Would it be somewhere really hot? Would it be really traditional? Would it be not celebrating Christmas at all? What is it for you? And I'm not saying do that. I'm saying can only start from where you are. So what would make you really, really happy this Christmas? What would make you go, woohoo, I love Christmas? 
it's nourishing, it's energising, I feel really good and it's fun. And I bet if you could have your ideal Christmas, then after a while, say you did this for a few years, after a while you'd be going, actually, I don't want this ideal Christmas, just me, on my own. If if this, if your, sorry, I need to rephrase that. If your ideal Christmas was to spend it without any pressure, so you really isolated yourself, then I bet after a while it would be, actually, it'd be really nice to see these people because Christmas for most of us is about tolerating and trying to, trying to show the people we love that we love them, trying to enjoy their company, have fun, make them feel at home if they're in our houses or take lovely presents and gifts and add to their Christmas. Most of us, that that is actually what Christmas is about. Not everybody. So my question is, what is it for you is really important and starting from there. So I think our problem often is, is that we want other people to be happy and then we end up really struggling. So if you start from what would nourish you and make you happy and then from that position, it's easier to make other people happy and to show them that you love them at Christmas and that they're important to you. But doing it in a way that feels good for you matters because when we get into the, well, I ought to and I should do that, we're not so much fun to be around anyway. So it can just be really helpful. And it's difficult, isn't it? Because um, Christmas can be quite structured without realising it, where there's all of these hidden, invisible expectations and traditions. And if we don't do them right, somebody becomes very hurt and disappointed. So I think realising just how many currents of emotion and expectations underlie this beautiful, wonderful festival and knowing what will make you happy first. I think that's just a really good thing to contemplate and become aware of to help you have an unexpectedly lovely Christmas. And I'd like to wish you an unexpectedly lovely, magical Christmas, however you choose to spend it. And I hope that this episode helps you in negotiating it in a way that supports you that helps you that helps you have a more nourishing time at a potentially ridiculously overwhelming time of year have a lovely day thank you for listening to this week's episode of the overwhelm is optional podcast if it sounds like your kind of thing then i invite you to go on over to heidimark.co.uk forward slash the one minute mark and get hold of my free audio so that you can get started on your journey out of overwhelm to creating a life that works for you instead of just working really damn hard trying to find a way to squish yourself in a life that isn't really working for you so that's Heidi Mark Heidi Mark with an e on the end .co.uk forward slash the one minute mark thank you for listening and Anytime you feel like subscribing, sharing, liking, commenting, it's so, so helpful. It finds other people find this podcast. Thank you so much for being here.